Biggie. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Biggie. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast fresh off of a UFC San Diego. Where Dominic Cruz was sent to the shadow realm by Cheeto Vera. And thankfully we weren't able to fit in a episode last week to give picks out and because I would have lost you guys money because I had Cruz. I would have lost every single dollar in my name. Yeah, so maybe it's a good thing. Maybe maybe God stepped in and said, listen guys, this ain't it. This ain't the week. And now we are back though, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Fresh, ready to go. We will have two episodes this week. One today that you are listening to and one on Friday to do UFC 278 discussion talk about the card or whatever that is on Saturday night, Usman and Edwards, uh, Rockhold and Costa, Marab and Aldo, and then some fights. Uh, so they, after that, it's pretty much a cesspool. But Ty, I, after a long uh, intro, how are you feeling? Uh, what are your thoughts and what's going on? Not much, not much. Um, I, I thought the car was pretty good in San Diego. Uh, 278, not great. Um, we have some Alexander Usyk, Anthony Joshua running back this weekend. Um, in Saudi Arabia, for some reason. Nice. Y- Usyk so, has a wild haircut this week. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's like there's I just a, str- like a strap of hair just like laying across his head. It, it makes no sense. He looked nuts <laughs> at the weigh-ins today. Yeah, maybe it was a, a tactic to scare Joshua. It doesn't take much to scare him, so <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, uh, Cheeto Vera. Shout out to Cheeto Vera getting that knockout. I, I, I would have called it. If we uh, had a pod, but um, yeah, I don't know. Dominic Cruz just, it's getting old. Yeah, but here's the thing. Let's get right into it then. Uh, Vera and Cruz, uh, would you say going into the knockout that Cruz is probably winning that fight? Yeah, the he cards? won the first two. Right. I, I mean, he was doesn't necessarily mean he would have won the fight, but it, it you know. He, yeah, he was definitely up, but it's just interesting that the live odds were kind of like had it as a split. I think they kind of knew. What we all, um, most of us knew, is that Dom was gonna, uh, Cheeto was eventually gonna find him. He doesn't really start get, you know, like getting going until the third round. A lot of times, Frankie Edgar, remember he turned up in the in the third round of that fight. Um, in the first Davy Grant, it took him a while to to really get going. In the second Davy Grant fight, uh, third round, he almost he almost got him out of there. Uh, Andre Yule got him out of there in the third round. It's really when he turned up. So I figured it would take him a little bit. And the first two rounds, I was kind of confused at what he was doing because he wasn't throwing as many, you know, as many kicks as I thought he would. Uh, Dom, the last three guys to fight Dom have had real, real high success uh, with their light kicks, slowing him down. Um, but it, he just he kept he kept waiting for that moment. And he got it. I mean, multiple times Dom uh, dipped his head down and and tried to you know slide out of there, get out of danger. And the one time Cheeto tried kicking him, I think it was with the right foot, just missed him, and then. Uh, halfway through the fourth, just shut his lights out, broke, smashed his nose. Um, yeah, what, can, what more can you say about Cheeto, man? He's he's really just you know turned things around. He's won four in a row since the Aldo loss. Um, I mean, if you look recently, his only losses are to Aldo and Song Yudong. Like he's just he's he's gotten so much better over the years, and he's only thirty. He's not even thirty yet. He's only twenty nine, and um, 
really interested to see what he can do going forward. I just think he needs to start start the fights better, you know. That's uh, don't that's what I was just about to say. Like, don't you find it a, a tad bit concerning that in some of these fights it seems like he has that like knockout or bust sort of or finish or bust sort of way of he has to win. Like, it doesn't seem like he's able to. I don't know, kind of like outclass these guys or just like outpoint these guys, which is not a bad thing. I mean, fucking finishing dudes is, you know, that's that's the name of the game. You win, It's the easiest way to win a fight, just end the fight immediately. But yeah. it just seems like I, I just thought, it, we would have talked about this before, I would have thought that Cruz would have been, I, I know he obviously high IQ everything, but he would have been too slow for him. And it seemed like he was able to put, it on uh, Vera at certain points in this fight where I was just like, Ooh, like I, I don't view like, I, obviously Cruz was a great champion. He, he's got the name, everything, but we, we've even talked about on here at this point in his career. He's just, he slowed down. He can't really, you know, like that movement style and the, the speed and the quickness is kind of what got him to the dance. And he doesn't really have that anymore. Right. So it's like, He's kind of just relying on his like ridiculous IQ to get him through these uh, through these fights. I just I, I am concerned when you look at the way Aldo kind of backpacked him in, in that uh, third round and the first round of the, their fight. I don't know how he matches up against the upper echelon of the division now. Like what 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 say you about something like that? Like do you think he can? I mean now he's number five. You think he can beat Corey Sandhagen? I think he could. I mean, we obviously saw the Aldo fight. That could have probably gone either way. But do you think he beats Dillashaw, Jan, Sterling? Um, I don't know, man. I, I just think these guys have a real sense of urgency from from the get-go. And he just kind of doesn't. I mean, he, maybe he does, and it, it's kind of like in that coy style of his where he just looks he looks calm, he looks cool, he looks collective, he's very patient. Uh, he doesn't really you know, back down, back away. Um I, just, I don't know if he can. I I think he could beat Dillashaw. I think he could beat Corey. Um, may, maybe on any given night he could beat these guys, but I would probably pick Jan Sterling. May, I, honestly, I think I might pick Corey over him because I think Corey is a really he's really good at backpacking guys. He's done it before. So um, I don't know, man. That's actually a really good question. I think I think if he if him and TJ got in there, for example, I think that'd be a really 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 close competitive fight. I just. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to how to really gauge Cheeto. He gives too many rounds away, you know. And that's my thing. In that um in that Font fight, I I know everybody was like, oh, he you know he took three million strikes. I thought he took those strikes well for what it's worth, but still he took them. Like that, you know, th- at some point you you can't you can't give rounds and minutes and and time away. You just can't do that against the best. Like it's not to say Rob Font's not the best in the world, but we've also talked about Rob Font's chins absolutely cooked. So it's like you can each, you know, hundred some significant strikes, but you eventually all you have to do is land one clean one and you're back back to square one. You know, you've equaled out all that other stuff. But like you said, like I just find not that he's a bad like it, it's not really a huge it's just kind of like a hole in his game per se that I think he like if he was able to clean that up and not give away rounds the way he does that he would be unstoppable. It's basically the only thing that I kind of just don't like like he it's like notorious that he starts slow and he gave away the first two rounds like if he doesn't find that head kick he finds himself like maybe he finishes him later on but say that goes to the cards he has the possibility of getting screwed you know because yeah. maybe he gets a, gets taken down one more time in the fourth or fifth round and 
Cruz is able to steal one of those rounds. Like it obviously was trending in that direction towards towards Cheeto, but I don't know, man. I, I just I think he's so talented. I just think he if he could start quicker, start early on and just put it on these guys. Because Cruz realized that he started out like fast. He came right after him. Uh, I mean, got a takedown. He was kind of like dancing on him in the beginning, and then you know, obviously that you can only do that for so much. And he got dropped a few times, which is not surprising. I mean, Cruz is just getting rocked now all the time, but yeah, uh, which is something that never really used to happen on a consistent basis. Now it seems like it's a little bit more commonplace to see him getting cracked and having to recover, you know, roll around and all this crazy shit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, um, I mean, it's a shame because Cruz looked good. That that was the one. Uh, what I was like, I, I was sad afterwards because I just thought like uh, it was it was a good good showing for Cruz, and everyone just leaves thinking he's a bum. And anyone would have gotten knocked out by that head kick. Anyone could have gotten caught with that crazy shit. I mean, you guys' nose sent to the other side of his face. Crazy. Uh, it was just it was just a nasty nasty KO for uh, Cheeto, and I think Cheeto uh, Sanhagen's gonna fight Song Yadong, I believe that's the next one, and then I I think you could run Sanhagen and him. Because it looks like, you know, Peter, maybe even uh, Cheeto and Peter, uh, Peter Jan. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, who else has I guess Dillashaw's Aldo's fight, fight Marab, Sterling. Right? Aldo's fight Marab. So maybe yeah. run that. Maybe I mean, run that back. I don't know if they want to do that. I don't know if Aldo would want to do that because it's like, what do I gain from this? If Aldo wins, yeah. he's probably fighting for the title. Yeah, and I think he's, he's the underdog too, which is kind of crazy, but. Uh, not surprised. I guess yeah. we'll save that, but I guess I'll save that for Friday. But what do you think? You think that that's that's fair? I like or? Cheeto and I like Cheeto and TJ a lot. Yeah. I don't know why? I don't know why. I, I just that intri- intrigues me a lot. I don't think TJ will necessarily uh, just go for takedowns like spam takedowns like Sam Hagen would or Aljo would. But you know, you, you got to figure he's he's got a he's that's his strength. And um, Cheeto's still dangerous off his back and anywhere really. I mean, he used to be a like a primarily a submission submission guy. He hasn't really got a, a submission in a while over, uh, I think, no, Noeline Hernandez. Um, but still, he's he's very dangerous off his back. Uh, sorry, I was just looking at um, looking at a little tapology right there. So we'll keep it moving, though. How about Nate Lamweir? Oh, Nate the train. I mean, David Onama, he was, you know, a, a, a considerable favorite going into this fight. Uh, it's just a situation, man, where you know you think you can get a guy like that out of there. Some guys they fight these zombies and they don't realize that they it's not as easy to get them out of there and finish these dudes as you would think, and as it has been for other people in the past. So Onama beat the brakes off him in the first round, I thought, uh, for the for yeah. the I mean for the first three to four minutes, and then it just turned because you could just tell Onama was completely gassed. When he went back to the stool, it was just like, oh, no. And then, I mean, Lamweir was, like, unaffected. He got up. He just started to put it on him in that second second and third round. And, I mean, there was no moments where Onama was able to uh, hit him and get him off of him for a second. But, I mean, Lamweir was doing good with just these, like, like touching shots that weren't really, like, trying to knock Onama out. It was just kind of constantly putting pressure in his face making Onama uncomfortable. And this is seemed to me like uh, I left with, like, a, this is a learning experience for Onama. I mean, Onama had only had, what, 10, 10 11 fights professionally? Yeah, this still is, young. This uh, is Lamweir, who's 16 and 4 now, you know, 20 fights. It's just a – I just felt like it was a little bit more of a, uh, you know, an experience sort of thing. And it's all, 
MMA is not an easy thing. You can't just play a game, lose, and you know you got to get somewhat embarrassed out there uh, to learn a learn a valuable hard lesson. So that's what it seemed like to me. But shout out to Lamweir, knocking him down, then like getting up and like shit, like pumping the crowd up just to let him get up, and it takes him like five minutes to get up. It's just like that. The crowd was going yeah. crazy. That was the fight of the night. So uh, it, yeah, it, it was. Really. They gave the award out, but right away I was like, this is one of the best fights of of the year so far. Yeah, definitely. It's funny because after the second round, Onama looked bad on his stool. I thought he was yeah. like, I was like, yo, he might like die. Like he I mean, looks really bad. He wasn't responding to James Krause. I think it was James Krause, right? Is that who he trains with? That could be wrong. James Krause. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I was gonna say. Okay. Like, Krause was yelling at him. Like he was like, I'm gonna throw the talent. Like yeah, which is crazy. You never hear that. He kept in, asking in him fight. if he wanted to keep. He kept asking him if he wanted to keep going. And he like wasn't answering him so i was like wait man this is bad and then he almost won the third round honestly like he i think he knocked i don't know if he knocked landware down i think he did right uh he third. did i think so like, at least like 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 stumbled him a little bit and i saw people saying like oh i don't know maybe it's you know maybe he can get the third because of damage and this and that and i was like yeah maybe maybe in some weird world you know if mike bell's judging the fight he'll give it a draw you know um which is just absolutely just that was bad mike bell just sucks he is the fucking worst but um. Yeah, great fight. I think Landwehr really just—he's um, just an idiot, man. He he almost gave that fight up after he should have probably had a finish. Still, a very entertaining fighter. It's funny that he called out Shane Burgos after the fight. Uh, <laughs> not in the UFC anymore. But um, <laughs> what are you going to do? Nate, Nate Landwehr is an idiot, uh, but he's a very entertaining idiot. And that's you know, look at UFC fans. You know. Yeah. Uh, what's what do you how do you say these two uh, women's names? Yasmin Yorgi. And Yasmin Lucindo. There you go. So those two ladies went in, a Mexican lady and a Brazilian lady. I, I'm Right? I believe those are the two nationalities of these women. Yeah, and they're 20, 23 and 20, respectfully, which is insane. I mean, when do you ever see uh, women's MMA fights that are that good between debutantes and you got to factor in that they're both in their early 20s? I mean, Yasmin Lucindo can't even drink. And... She was just out there giving it her all for 15 minutes, you know? Uh, those that was fucking... Bro, that was kind of like a, we're not really worried about who's winning here. I'm just going to try and absolutely take your head off your shoulders. And that's that, how you make a debut. And that's why that, like, it, you know, we probably would have said on here, why is this card on the main card? Like, why is this fight on the main card? Like, absolutely. you look, you know, like two women making their debut. Like, that's just kind of a bad spot. I think this fight would have had that reaction no matter where it was on the card, but... It's probably better, more people in the building, and it was just an electric factory. It, it, it was extremely exciting. I don't know how judges judge those fights. Uh, I guess they give it to the less wild person more often, but <laughs> it, it's just crazy because I would just be like, uh, it, it's in awe of, of what's going on. Yeah, very consistent too. Like your 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 hard to say, man. I so on the broadcast, I kept hearing DC. Everyone else pronounced it like thirty five different ways. Um, but I think it's your Yorgi. I don't know. Yorgi. Yasmin. I'll call her Yasmin with a Y. She, uh, she kept up her pace. 31 significant strikes in the first, 30 in the second, 25 in the third. That's tough to do, man, especially in your debut, especially being 23. You know, like, and they were throwing hard and they were throwing a lot. So it's like, I don't know. I was really impressed with both of them. Uh, Lucindo didn't go for takedowns, which is kind of, uh, surprising because that's like her, her strength. Uh, she has a win over Sarah Frota who is a UFC veteran. Um, and she's only 20. I I don't know how. She's 
13 and four. <laughs> That's insane. I, I think they both have high ceilings, honestly. And uh, 115, yeah, there's definitely some fights they could. Um, I think, like, all right, this might sound a little extreme, but. Oh, boy. <laughs> two months from now, Angela Hill gets in the ring with Yasmin Yorgi. Who wins? Come on. You know, like, this this chick, she's 23. She has she has really good boxing, man. She's quick, pumps that jab, has a good straight right. I mean, I'm not saying you should fast track her to the top 15, but, like, you know, do we want to see her fight fucking Sam Hughes, Elise Reed? Oh, Kara, Sam, the Sam Page? The Sam, we got we to gotta protect the Sam Page at all costs, but she's won two in a row. But, like, you know, another girl we'll talk about soon who I uh, have a lot of disdain for right now is Lupita Godinez. If you put Yasmin Yurgi in there against her and they just stand up the whole time, she's going to smoke her. She's going to fucking kill her. Same thing with Luana Pinheiro, who I love. Emily Emily Ducati, that'd be a good fight. Uh, you know, Michelle Waterson, like... Again, this is just something I've been we've been seeing over the last couple months, year ish. Plus, the new guard coming in. You know, like one fifteen kind of needs to be re- revitalized. Carlos Bars is the fucking champion. You know, like we don't know what's going on in Rose, uh, Marina Rodriguez. I don't know what's going on with her. Uh, Andrade's winning and then losing. Manon Fiorelli. There's not that many top prospects at one fifteen either. So to see these two ladies put on a great performance in a in a feature bout, which you know nobody thought they should have been in there, except including me. Um, I don't know. It was just a, it was really exciting to watch. I I was really impressed with both of them. It was awesome. Yeah, like like I said, a fight where I was like on the surface, like what what the fuck is this? Like what what are we doing here? And then I watched it and I was like, oh yeah, like kind of. That's one one of the times when Dana like when he's just like shut the fuck up and just watch. Yeah. Like where he, I'm like, <laughs> all right, maybe you did have a point there, but uh, he can say that. And then he has Sam Alvey on the main card, so I mean, maybe he doesn't have anything to do with that. But uh, you know, yeah, Dana, don't you know. don't exact you're not exactly fucking right with everything, pal. All right, so let's, <laughs> let's relax. Um, Mirzakhanov. Azamat, Azamat, Azamat Mozakanov. He takes out Devin Clark, who should not be in the UFC. Let's just go out and say that. Uh, yeah, that's just my personal opinion. His dad shouldn't be either. His dad's in the UFC. He's the, he corners them every time, and he just oh. yells at the top of his lungs. Yeah, I mean, listen, Devin Clark was looking for a way out of that fight in the second round, and they made him go out there for the third round to just get brutally execute i mean he was getting hit so many like so many uh situations where he kept getting hit and was just like curling up or not reacting well at all and it was just I mean, he doesn't like getting hit ever he never no. has and uh, like we talk about on here man i don't think anyone likes getting hit but in this game yeah. you're, you're you gotta this is what you gotta do dude you have to get hit it's a part of the game so he landed 14 of 52 significant strikes Azamat landed 79 of 106 and devin clark half of his strikes went to the leg like that's it's not really a recipe for for victory, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't mixing in takedowns. He didn't even attempt to take down. No, it's fucking and- insanity, insanity. Same. We'll talk about her again. I have a lot of disdain for Loopy. You know, this this card. I saw a lot of people. I feel like uh, their their plan, their fight plans, just they didn't have a plan B or they didn't even have a plan A. Like I don't even know what Devin Clark wanted to do in round two. He got outstruck forty one to five, and round three got outstruck thirty one to three. Like. By a by a guy who's coming off of pissing hot, you know, like I, I like Osmat Mirzakhanov a little bit. He's undefeated, but he lost two rounds to uh, Tafan before the flying knee. Like he's not great, I don't think. You know, I, after after he beat um Sheffel in the Contender Series, he pissed hot. He didn't fight for a little bit. He had a bunch of canceled fights um, at heavyweight, I think. And 
Now he's your light heavyweight. Maybe maybe this is where he should be. Uh, I don't know. He's not a great athlete. He's only 5'10", but um, yeah, Devin Clark, man, every time, you know, like you said, he gets hit and kind of just like runs away, you know? Yeah, it's not a good response to every time he gets hit, man. It's like, wow. Like, yeah, wow. Um, So let's keep it moving. Uh, This was one that I don't know how I would have uh, decided that this one due to the fact that Lipsky had missed weight the week before. Right, and then she was going to have to do the same, or are they were they did they move the fight to twenty? Or was it at twenty five? Yeah, supposed to be last week. They moved week. it to thirty five. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and Priscilla Cachoeira is a fucking tank, so that works out for her too. And Cachoeira got her out of there quickly, man. The, uh, a, a decimation, as some would say. Uh, Queen of violence, no more. Yeah, I mean Lipsky is. Uh, she she's stinks. Done. Yeah, yeah like, she's, she, listen, I follow her on Instagram, and I will not unfollow her. But, you know, when your best win in the last year or two is Mandy Baum and Luana Carolina, I don't, I, I don't know, man. She, it's crazy because she just tried to stand and bang with, with the zombie queen. Is that her name? Zombie queen or is it the zombie Zom- zombie girl? Zombie girl, zombie girl, yeah. She should be the zombie queen because she fucking smoked her, man. Dropped her to the left and then ground a pound. That's what Priscilla Cachoeira does, though. Like, you know, I, I, I know she's kind of a meme, but... I mean, she's, she, she gets girls out of there. She does stuff that, you know, not many women MMA fighters do. The one-minute decimation of Shanna Dobson. Uh, before the UFC, she had a bunch of first-round wins uh, finishes. So, like, if you fuck around, man, she will find your chin and she will keep throwing. And for some reason, Ariane Lipsky's plan was to stand with her instead of try to take her down and, and submit her. And um, she might have a one-way ticket outside out of the UFC. Did she? She may have gotten cut. I thought she was. I, I thought I saw she was removed from the. Uh, was she? But I'm not sure. I, I'm not going to. I don't follow to, that account. For some yeah, reason. I, I just I, see it. I don't sure. follow it either. It pops up on my thing all the time. So. Yeah, I need to. I need to have the notifications on so we can uh, celebrate. <laughs> Gerald Mearshart, Bruno Silva, Mearshart never taken an easy fight in his whole career. Uh, gets a gets a guillotine, I believe. Yeah, guillotine choke here. Uh, what say you about this? I mean, who would have? If you have ever told me that. GM3 would outstrike Bruno Silva for like 15 minutes yeah. and then club and sub him, I would think you're insane. Um, Bruno Silva, big fraud. I think people got the wrong idea because he went to distance with Alex Pereira. Um, he just forced he, the right. Like, he just was trying to le- lean him up against the fence that whole fight, if I remember. Yeah, like, he he, he can definitely um, beat guys like Andrew Sanchez and Jordan Wright, guys that are just very stiff. And GM three, yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's great, especially in the stand up or anything. But he's a good athlete. He mixes things up. And this was just a weird fight, though. I don't know what, I, I don't know, I don't know what what happened with Bruno Silva, but he definitely didn't look good. Um, but shout out to GM three. Got still got that that sub. Um, I don't know how the sub line was as as high as it was. I think you know, if we would have done this episode last week, I would have been like, ah, maybe plus five, six, five, uh, I think it was five hundred for a sub for a GM three. That's kind of high. Um, for a guy who that's literally it, yeah. literally all he does and all he gets, like that's his path path to victory. Even when he had, was winning in the standup, he still wanted to get that choke. Um, so shout out to him for that. I mean, GM three is a fan favorite. I, we we like GM three over here. Of course, we always have. Um, we saw him live get a du- Did he lose or did he get a win? Uh, let me was check. It, did he fight in Philly? He did fight in Philly. I yeah. believe he did. I'm just gonna double check real quick. Yes, he fought Kevin Holland and lost a split lost. decision. That's right. God damn, I almost forgot about that fight. So like, I he, saw him ne- in uh, 
he, saw him in Jersey. Yeah, I saw him in Jersey. Guillotine yeah. Trevin Giles. That's fucking right. That's right. That's right. So you Damn, saw him pull I off him Guillotine. A lot, bro. What the fuck's going on there? <laughs> um, that's, just, that's just what he does, man. And he's, he's, he's not a tough out. He's, he is a tough out, is what I meant to say, at 185. Uh, Bruno Silva, Mr. Blindado, going to take a big step back. Angela Hill with a huge W for the for the people at home against your girl Loopy. This I know this made you upset. So I'm going to let you do your thing. Uh bounce back after three straight losses, takes out Loopy in a unanimous decision. What say you, Ty? Uh man. I I don't know if she was the biggest underdog. This was really the card of underdogs. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe the biggest underdog was Nate the Train. Um I guess he was the underdog. GM3 was a big underdog, I think. Angela Hill, I think Loopy was like minus 350. Maybe close, closer to 400. Um, I just don't know what, what her plan was here. She went for one take, three takedowns and got one of them and then just abandoned them. Um, I don't know. She Listen, she heard her in the first round. And she was doing some some good things in the first round, but like that's, that doesn't mean that's that's who you are as a fighter, you know? like It's so funny because in, in our walkout, uh, I'm not sure who the – who was, I don't know if it was Laura Senko or or not, but they just kept talking about yeah, she's got two uh, two sisters who are Canadian Olympi- Olympian wrestlers, and she's a great wrestler and this and that and wrestling and wrestling and wrestling, and she didn't wrestle. Nope. Uh, she stood she stood with a, a kickboxer, a, a karate fighter. A point like, fighter. I don't think Angela Hill's stand up is anything good. I mean, she got hurt by Loopy, which is you know kind of pathetic, but that's what she does. Like that's her thing. So. Once it wasn't working after the second round, I know she won the first, so technically it's one-one. But like, you got to do something else. You got to mix it up. Maybe go to the legs, leg kicks. I mean, there was no body attacks. There was no leg attacks. She was just Loopy was just going for the head, and it wasn't working really after the first round. So, just a pathetic, pathetic perform performance from her. When you're that big of a favorite, I mean, you know, she she it was a it was an e- a clear cut two to one unanimous decision, and um, I just don't know what her plan was at all. Uh, dude, uh, I felt I felt the same way. It's crazy watching these fights. I didn't since I didn't have a podcast. I didn't bet. I was just like, I'm not. Uh, I'm just gonna yeah. sit it out and just you know, watch it and try. Maybe you know, maybe it's good to clear clear our minds, clear the palate, and you know, reset here for for a, a stretch run here down down the uh, to the end of the year. But yeah, I, I, it just fun fact. Angela Hill is one of eight fighters now with 1,500 significant strikes landed in her UFC career. Can you name any of the other seven? All right. You said how many? 1,500. Max Holloway. John Jones. Max Holloway's number one by like an insane amount. It's it's disgusting. John Jones will get there in his next fight, and Nate Diaz possibly will too. Um, Jim Miller? Nope. Donald Cerrone? Cowboy is number four. Uh, I want to say like Colby Covington, but he's probably not on there. No, he hasn't. He hasn't fought as much or enough. That's a lot of uh, significant strikes, man. Fifteen uh, hundred is a lot, uh, and it's like she's ahead of John Jones. You got to be vo- like a volume guy too. Uh-huh. What else? So just yeah. I, I, Max, Frankie, Joanna, uh, Cowboy, RDA, Wow, Dustin. Angela Hill, and then Michael Bisping. <laughs> wow, the count. Seven Hall of Famers, and then Angela Hill. So, it's going to be a Hall of Famer. She's doing something right. 
What? I'm just kidding. All right, so let's keep it moving. Hall of Famer, Angela Hill. Uh, <laughs> Martin Budai takes out Lugaziz Brzezki. Yep. I guess they were pronouncing it Dresky. I don't know where the D is, but yeah. sure. Listen, I have nothing to say. I watched this whole fight. I have nothing to say about it. Could could have um, cared less. I I kind of like how Dresky fought. You know, I just listen. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, awful I'll let you go. awful decision. I'll say that. Yeah. Robbery. Robbery. That's what I thought. That's why I was mad because I was like, what? Like I didn't even care because I was like, I probably would have bet uh, Dresky, I guess, uh, or, or Gretzky, whichever, whichever, however you want to call it, <laughs> but. I mean, he was a plus two fifty. Like, I just would never have let bet Martin Budai minus three hundred. So there was yeah, a lot um, of just disgusting lines on this. Like, Mearshart hits a hits at plus two fifty. Angela Hill hits at around plus two eighty. I mean, Merzikanov was only minus one fifty. So we I'm, we might have cleaned up a little bit, but like we would have gotten smoked on some of these uh, under all these underdogs hitting. I mean, I know yeah. I wouldn't have bet Nate Lamweir because I fucking love Onama. Yeah. I, I would have had Nina Nunez, which uh, I mean, would have been disgusting. Um, yeah, very, but still smart. Gabriel Benitez, I probably wouldn't have trusted. I mean, even though Ontiveros is bad, I just probably would have stayed away from it. Uh, I mean, Tyson Nam, that's crazy, you know. Uh, Quinlan was, was Quinlan was probably going to be my bet of the century uh, TKO, <laughs> which I'm glad Absolutely. that actually uh, played out. And then the Blackshear Zalal fight, I wouldn't have even touched. Touched, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I listen, I. I thought this guy for making his UFC debut, um, for being like sixty pounds less than Budai. Budai weighed in on fight night two ninety, fucking insane. Um, this dude Dresky, man, he he threw he landed forty one significant strikes in the first, forty three in the second, thirty four in the third. That's impressive for a heavyweight, like to keep that volume up. Uh, he he did get tired really quickly, but he was still he was still throwing, man. I just don't I no clue how Sal Diamato saw this fight for Martin Budai, but you know. Typical fucking Sal Diamato. Sal Diamato, Mike Bell, uh, the guy from Texas who made that long ass video. Uh, all yeah, of those guys. Death Fuller list. can suck it. <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> what a uh, loser. Yeah, uh, Nina Nunes. The, and this is another like split decision. Uh, cards all over the place. 28, 29, 29, 28, 30, 27. Uh, lots of stuff happened in these rounds, but it was hard to. Uh, decipher who was up, who was down. You know, it was kind of like a... It was tough. It was just tough to figure out who was winning these rounds. Nobody did anything. It was just like... It was... Some takedown attempts that, you know, weren't really, you know, dangerous, and then it would get popped back up, and Nunes would push her back. It was just gross. If you look at the fight stats, you're like, oh, you know, Cynthia won. But if you watch the fight, you're like, nobody won. Exactly, yeah. Um... (laughs) I definitely didn't win watching this fight. Uh, I thought Nina won every round just by doing more. She, I think the the calf kicks really were were damaging. I mean, by the third round, Cynthia couldn't really walk. Um, so shout out to who was it? Derek Cleary giving the fight to Calvillo, which yeah, whatever. Uh, I thought I thought Nina won every round, but very boring fight. I think I think Cynthia's probably done, man. She just looks like a shell of herself, you know. Nina's she done. I mean, yeah, I I guess, but. Cynthia's lost four in a row now. Like that that's usually a one way ticket outside the UFC. You lose four, that's a that's a whole contract. So we'll see. That's crazy. It's like she was just like ranked. You know, like she was <laughs> Yeah, I know. She that's, was that's up there on the rankings, which is absolute insanity. And uh as no of now she's number that. fourteen. 
So that that's that's what's going on in UFC flyweight. I mean, again, she's not losing to crazy bad competition. Chukagian, Andrade, Andrea Lee, which that's not you know that great. But Nina Nunez, you know, Nina Nunez was was on a run until she fought Mackenzie Dern and she had a baby. You know, like there was a, and then yeah. she just lays her gloves down the octagon. She wants to have more babies. So shout out to. Uh, I didn't even see that. She retired. Yeah, she retired. Nina oh Nunes. Laid, I, laid I turned down. the fight off as soon as the third round ended. So yeah, you well, you it was a good decision. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, shout out to Nina Nunes. I've always liked her game. She's just kind of like always uh, like a gamer is in all those fights. She doesn't yeah, usually she get like worked over. Yeah, so that's why I always like she betting tries her. Hard. Yeah, yeah, Cynthia just doesn't do anything. So it's like whatever. Uh, how about Gabriel Benitez? Yeah, Logan. man, our boy, our, the American bad boy. Mowgli put, just... puts on Taveros into the shadow realm again. <laughs> he's he is a um, he's if, g- if anybody has been to the shadow realm more than Jason Witt, it's Charlie Ontiveros. Jesus. Um, I'll say this though, I, I think Charlie Ontiveros has some really good offensive striking. I mean that axe kick he, axe kick he has is one of the best axe, axe kicks I've seen. I mean, it landed multiple times against uh, on Mowgli. Honestly, if it was somebody that wasn't as tough as Mowgli, I think maybe they'd go down or get hurt. You know, like I, I don't know. That thing is quick and powerful. He has some really good offense. I, I have to give him that. I, I truly want to see him stick around a little bit. I think he's gotten kind of a raw, not a raw deal, but he's he's had some tough fights. You know, Mowgli is tough. Steve Garcia, eh, I mean, not not tough, but that was after the Kevin Holland neck injury. You know, it was like after a year layoff. So that was that was a weird fight. But like, I don't know, Kevin Holland. After a round, after a couple of minutes, was like, "All right, let me let me shoot for a takedown." Like this, this dude, this dude on Taveras has some in, interesting striking. Um, but as soon as you, you know, pressure him a little bit or hit him a little bit, he's gonna fold. Oh yeah. Um, they have him on this website. Is the second worst lightweight behind uh, ahead of Eric Gonzalez. I think he smokes Eric Gonzalez. But yeah, man, he's own three. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna be. I don't know if he's done. He probably will be. Probably should be. But I. <laughs> It's 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 just sad because his offense is so good and his defense is just so bad. Like he got kicked in the balls and then right away off the off the when they resumed he got hurt. <laughs> he got hurt and then he got taken down and he got smoked. So it's like you know you you got to show something. You know, Some guys just aren't on that level, man. Uh, yeah. You can just tell right away. You're like, yeah, if Altaveras is fighting, it's an automatic fade. Uh, yeah, and like distance. you know. Before the UFC, he fought MVP, got smoked, but he, he was losing to guys who were three and seven, two and three, one and zero. Oh. He's just probably not. It, it, listen, he he can fight guys on in the bar. He can definitely work as a uh, you know a door guy. He probably could choke not, out Dylan Dennis. Apparently, yeah, that's I'm you know. <laughs> I'm not fucking with him for sure, but um, he gets hit by some of these guys. Man, he just he doesn't react well, so he's probably done. All right, shout out to Ontiveros, good career. Uh, Tyson Nam, Odie Osborne, uh, Odie Osborne gets put to sleep by Tyson Nam. Shout out to Tyson Nam, who I, I do we I, I don't really that was so long ago when he fought uh, Matt Schnell, but I feel like that I mean it was a split decision, but I feel like I thought Tyson Nam won that fight, but I, I don't. It's so long ago, um, but it's possible. Yeah, it, it, I don't even like know said, why I'm bit. thinking about. Uh, who cares, right? But uh, <laughs> it is a little bit ago. But uh, did you were did you li- were you watching this fight with the sound on? Uh, no, I kind of just had it on in the background. I was doing some shit on my computer. So pretty much the whole card, DC and Bisping were just making a fucking fools of themselves. 
And it was like, listen, I, I would love to have both of them at my house to watch the fights. But when they're on on the broadcast together, like, it, so DC was like, yeah, O'Day Osborne's winning this fight so far. And Bisping disagreed. And they were like going back and forth. And he's like, he's winning so far. And then he got hit with the flying knee. And Bisping's like, is he winning now? Is he winning now? And I'm like, all right, this, yeah, like, like, what are we doing? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, throw, you're like bragging about him being wrong mid fight. Like, come on, bro. Um, but back to the fight. Yeah, O'Day Osborne just, I don't know what he was doing. Another guy, I have no clue what his idea, his strategy was. He tried a flying knee multiple times and they weren't ever close. And then Tyson Nam, who was smiling the whole time, just put him, he was waiting for that right hand, waiting, waiting, waiting. And he saw it and fucking smoked him. And then the follow up shot was, was also brutal. So, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe people, including myself, hopped on the O'Day Osborne train a little too, a little too quick just because he's, he's got that length, he's got speed. He can do some things standing up. But if you look at his wins, man, Jerome Rivera, Saru Gadishev, those are two really low-level fighters. And CJ Vergara, it was a good fight. It was a decision. But he lost to Kelleher. He lost to Cop by flying knee, coincidentally. So he's 3-3 three and three in the UFC now. I don't, I don't know where it goes from here. I think he can still win some fights at 125. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, he just doesn't have great fight IQ, it seems. Or, or a great chin. Or a good chin. Do you think the crowd gets to these guys in some of these situations, especially in the early parts of these cards where they're not as used to fighting in front of these people? I mean, not not that they haven't done it before in their careers, but it's like not as commonplace for the Odie Osbournes who's, you know, he's been in. I mean, I guess he did fight at 268 in, uh, in MSG, you know, not, that, not all that long ago. But it seems like some guys just lose their cool and just start. There's no way for me to like – predict or no but i think i think so i think you're right because um, it's yeah it's something you can't like yeah like when you're gambling you're like oh this guy's gonna lose his mind when you get like you don't know it it's just yeah. such like a wild card sort of thing but i feel like when i watch the fights i'm just like like someone who definitely i know loses their mind when they when they fight in front of people is priscilla cachuera like she yeah. she just goes all right i'm gonna kill this girl in the first three minutes and if not you're just gonna sub me and it is what it is <laughs> yeah and even, even, you know, she'll hang around the third round a little bit. She'll, the zombie will wake up. But, yeah, like, I don't know. He was going for these flying knees that weren't close. And it's like, you know, what are you doing, bro? Are you trying to, like, put on a show and make, you know, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, again, just a, just absolutely mental lapse. Here's one that I would have just cash cityed out on. Josh Quinlan, juiced to the absolute gills at 180, <laughs> who just is an absolute – He's fucking ripped, dude, and it makes sense why he's uh, testing positive for metabolites and picograms and all that shit. (laughs) I mean, he put Jason Witt to sleep, sleep, and he hit him. He knocked him out so bad that he was about to uh, hit him with a Dan Henderson bomb on the way down and just said, no, I don't need to because I see his eyes rolling in the back of his head and him having a seizure basically on the ground. So, shot to Josh (laughs) Quinlan, putting Jason Witt to bed, and I think that's the end for Jason Witt. Yeah, I mean, listen, shout out to Josh Quinlan for doing that. Like, it, I'm sure it's it's hard to, like, in the moment, not follow up. You know, we've seen it so many times. Um, but I actually, I respect him a lot for that because that Jason Witt was fucking dead. Oh, my God. And he God. has died many times. It, we have to have a serious discussion. Or his, 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 is he with James Krause and them, too? I think he might be. Uh, I think, he's at Glory MMA, yeah. Okay. So I think I think somebody needs to talk to him. He's he's lost nine times and he's been knocked out in seven of them and he's been choked out in the other. He's two. a black belt. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, I've never seen him use it. He uh, when he beat that bum Cole Williams. Oh right, know. yeah. I mean, well, you know. 
So what's crazy is he beat Brian Barberina in the decision. I don't know how that happened. That fight was a fucking mess, if you remember that. Yeah, that was just not a real fight. But, you know, Philip Rowe putting him out the way he did. It's it's crazy because in the Semmelsberger, Rowe, Quinlan, and I believe the Sato fights, he maybe not the Sato because I think that was a ground and pound, but I went back and watched some of his uh, regional scene fights when he fought, uh, you know, the guy Hugh Pulley and Mr. Justin Patterson in Bellator. And he, he, gets, he, he throws these naked leg kicks all the time and gets countered all the time. I, I don't get it. Like, And, you know, that's the thing, though, Ty. If me or you were able to pick that up, what do you think these coaches and the people who are fighting him are thinking? Like, dude, just wait for him to no throw sense. one and just hit him with a bomb down the middle. And It makes no sense, bro. Yeah. Like, you can't fight uh, Jeremiah Denson in Shamrock FC in 2014 throwing these naked leg kicks. What makes you think you can fast-forward eight years fighting this absolute juiced motherfucker and just do the same thing? Did he not learn from Semmelsberger? Like, it, he, he's done it multiple times. He steps in where he makes, like, a kind of an explosive, explosive first step, like he's going to do something big, and then he throws just a little low, little low kick with his hands down, and he gets fucking dropped, and he falls like a sack of potatoes every time. I actually feel bad for him. Yeah, I mean, like, what can you do, though, you know? it's They definitely need to cut him. And he needs to stop fighting. I mean, he's he's taking some serious. Da- I mean, it, you know, he's getting knocked out cold almost every time. So the l- first fight of the night was a draw, which you always talk about betting, and you weren't able to get it here in this situation, which I feel for you. Uh. I truly do. <laughs> uh, what did you? I didn't watch this fight, so I'm not gonna lie. I was not able to get to my TV in time. I had some shit going on on Saturday, but. Don't we all? Yeah, no. you know. Um, yeah, it was okay. Uh, Zalal, the first two rounds kind of didn't didn't do anything. Um, it was I, it was a good. Uh, Blackshear has a little Aljamain Sterling in him with his uh, ground his ground game and the way he's like slippery and tricky. But um, the third round, Zalal turned it up and almost got him out of there somehow. I, Herb Dean he had a he had a rough he had a rough one. He almost stopped. He, he was thinking about stopping it at the end of the third, which was. I mean, you know, Zalal was doing some damage, but not much. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. He missed. Uh, Demond Blackshear had his toes in the cage for like thirty seconds, and he missed it completely. Like he always, he was right there shit. too. He's standing right over it. Insane. Um, Chris Crail gave Yusuf Zalal a ten nine for that third round, which is just absolutely, absolutely pathetic. I mean, that was a ten eight in every sense of the every sense of the word. Um. But yeah, I mean, he lost the first two, and the, and the third was a was a ten eight. I think it was one of the more clear draws we've ever seen. But um, yeah, Zalal just couldn't get you know couldn't get it going until until it was too late. So I liked him on Blackshear. I think he had a, a decent a decent um, debut, and um, I'd like to see what, he, what else he's got uh, in the future. Zalal kind of really is leveled off here, man. He is a guy who kind of not had like hype behind him, but it was like, Oh, like he, he was fighting all the time. I mean, fighting the Austin lingo and Jordan <laughs> Griffins of the world. Uh, Peter Barrett, shout out to Peter Barrett. Uh, one of, but all, still, all like, he's beating Jordan Griffin. And I remember, I remember that fight. I bet on him and he was, you know, he was landing the one, two and he was throwing kicks and he was circling. And then he's going to distance with Taporia too, though. Like that's the, like, that's right. the thing. Like and he's not getting finished. So he's not like a complete almost stiff, beat, but almost beat Sean Woodson. But, and then he comes back, and you know, again, I think Blackshear is okay, but he probably won't, isn't going to do much in the UFC. I, it would be, I would be, I would be surprised if he won more than three fights, four fights while he's here. But still, pretty good. And you know, 
first two rounds, he just gave away. It seemed like I, I don't know, man. He, he's definitely uh, leveled off, like you said. Factory X, I, which is crazy. He's still twenty five. So yeah. I guess you know. I think it's maybe more, it's more of like a uh, a grapple. Like he grapples too much in these fights, and like he just, I don't know. It's just like a not understanding the point system or just i don't know like i didn't see like i said i didn't see this fight so i'm not going to talk about it but from what i've seen from zalal it would be situations where he would have a guy on the ropes he's like beating him in the striking and he wants to like like pin him up against the fence and look for takedowns and stuff like that and it's just i don't know like he doesn't understand his strengths and his weaknesses and what whatnot it's just i guess maybe it's an iq thing maybe it's the fact that he's young and he's like learn he's learning on the fly because he's been in the UFC now since he was 23, 22 years old. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, if he loses again, or maybe they, maybe they just cut him, or maybe they, maybe he goes like to the regional scene and 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 picks up some momentum and gets better, then comes back again. Twenty five. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so that was UFC San Diego. Cruz versus Vera. Fight night or fight of the night was Landwehr and Onama. Performance of the night, Cheeto and Tyson Nam. So shout out to Tyson no love for Nam. Josh Quinlan. Come on, man. Uh, Josh Quinlan. I mean, I guess when you do roids, you don't really get uh, much love. Mirzakhanov <laughs> made twelve and twelve, dude, for wow. this uh, fight card. Who That's Devin Clark great. made seventy five thousand dollars, <laughs> which is absolutely insane. But hey, man, you I like know to look at the release because uh, the California releases the. Uh, the numbers that people made. Um, Zalal made 24. Quinlan made 10 and 10. Jesus Jason Witt made 23,000. Uh, Moogly made $100,000, oh, including a $50,000 win bonus. So he makes 50 and 50. That's crazy. Uh, makes sense, though. He's been in the UFC a while, you know. Nunez, 40 40. Uh, Mearshart made 70 and 70, which is nice for Mr. Mearshart. BM3. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cheeto. Cheeto 300. Donald oh, yeah. Cruz making 175. Oh. That ain't bad. That ain't bad for, yeah. for the boys. I was kind of surprised just because of his name, you know? Yeah. And the boys cleaned up. It was interesting, up. though, that the Cal- California State Athletic Commission um, recommended Tyson Nam to move up because he fought he fights at 125, but on fight night he was 146, which is uh, it's a big, it's a big uh, rehydration. I think it's sixteen percent. Anything above fourteen or anything sixteen percent or above, they they flag and they say, "All right, you got to move up." Well, that's kind um, of what they were doing with uh, the Jake Paul thing, right? Like the, he was the re- they weren't going to allow him to go back up, or he was cutting some percentage of body weight that they they weren't comfortable with, so they like shut it down before he even did it, and then he was like, "I'll do it on my own," and then he it's just came it's in overweight. Yeah, it's just weird because it's been happening in sports for so long. Like when Triple G or Triple G, when Canelo fought uh, Floyd, he was like 170 on fight night, and Floyd was like 150. Like, yeah, what? But um, I mean, Tyson Nam was not the only one. Like Dominic Cruz w- was 154 on fight night. Your Yulegi went yeah, up. Yeah, Vera was like 152, 151. I saw. Yeah, Budai went from 266, barely made the limit to 290. Meanwhile, the guy he fought went from two. 35 to 240 like he he didn't put much more weight on you know um who else and most i mean that's what most of them do they most of them rehydrate up like 15 20 pounds but with tyson nam they said no more buddy uh did you get the chance to catch the this is a fight i actually did watch the tiafimo lopez fight 
I did. Yeah, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked really good. I mean, what are uh, they doing though? With like what what this? It seemed like such a farce when I turned it on though. Like it was just a a, a Tiafimo suck off fest. Yeah, and he, he, um, it's a ten round fight, which I was like, what's that? What's going on there? And then he's fighting a guy who was like what thirty one and one. Like he had like a good record, but like you could just tell right yeah, away it, like he's not. Yeah. This this ain't it, you know. Pedro Campa is not that good. Uh, yeah, it was just a get right. It was just a get right fight, I think. But um, uh, I, anything with Teo's man. Teo's a weird dude. Um, he's been through a lot, but he's he's just you know he's very, he's out there. He's very out there, and so is his father. They are just <laughs> they're just really out there. But when he puts it all together, man, like you saw in the Lomachenko fight, easy easy win. Uh, smoked Richard Comey in the second round, like. Um, when he fought Nakatani, people thought he it was going to be a tough fight for him. He smoked Nakatani, uh, won every round, knocked out Diego Magdalena when he was, you know, that was like his big step up in, um, in Texas, uh, when he got that belt. So it's like, you know what he can do, but then he comes out here against George Cambosos, who I don't rate highly at all. And he loses, um, when he's on, man, he's on, you know? So it's like, I don't know. What is he? 25. He's still really young. He's just got a lot going on in his personal life that. Makes me, uh, makes me like hesitant on him. You know, I don't, I just don't know what's what's in his head and what's going on with him at any point in time. But when he really puts it all together, man, he's fucking good. He is. He looked good, but that's the thing. It's just against who. You, you know, that's yeah. why. That's why I left the fight, and I was just waiting. That guy got knocked down what once or twice before they wound up calling it. It was just. Uh, I don't know. I was just like, all right, well, what are we doing? He, the, the, it's just a show for bot. Like, I couldn't imagine people like you'd have to give me tickets to go to that because I already knew what was going to happen before it started. So I, I don't yeah. know why waste your time on, on a nice Saturday evening going out to that. But <laughs> did you watch the co-main? No. There's this kid named. Uh, oh, Xander. I did. I did watch that. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I did. Xander Zayas. Zayas. He's like he's 19. He's 14. No, he's a fucking beast. Yeah, he looked he good. He 19. He is a study from San Juan, uh, Puerto Rico. He is an absolute beast. Um, there's a lot of good prospects, man. There's a lot of good prospects in boxing, but boxing is just, you know, they have their own issues. You see the Contender Series signed so. a 17-year-old? No. What the yeah, fuck? I did a, see a, there was a, a bunch of finishes. Last um, night was there was a bunch of finishes, but he didn't fight last night. I think he signed his contract. It was a big deal. Like He had to get his parents' permission to sign the contract <laughs> and shit like that. <laughs> And he'll be fighting sometime later on during the uh, during the summer or like September. And Bo Nickel's going to fight later in September oh on the Contender God. Series again. 17. So maybe they'll put him in there with him. <laughs> yeah, maybe Bo Nickel. I think he's fighting this the current CFFC middleweight champion. But the guy won the middleweight championship after being down, I think, three or four rounds to no to to O. So. Probably not, you know, very good, but it's it's definitely a step up. I mean, you know, if you're winning a belt in CFFC, you're definitely better. You're than no, the yeah, you're guy. no slouch. The guy he fought before that, I mean, that dude had no shot. So, Mr. Hefty, uh, I believe yes. is his nickname. Uh, yeah. So, any news that we wanted to get it to while we were here? I did see Robbie Lawler and Ponzinibbio fight was made for December. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Robbie. Jesus. Uh, I mean, this is this is gonna be a bad. The thing This is, is a perfect we, matchup, though. Yeah, we never know what we're going to get with Pons. Like, you know, you, his A game could translate into his, his, his F game. So, But the problem is, I think we know what we're getting with Robbie, and that's a washed-up fighter who just can't He just can't do it anymore, man. He's 40. He's been through so many wars. Pons and Nibio, I, I, you know, 
I don't think he's got much, much left in the tank, but I think he has more, and I, I just think he's better at this point, much better um, than Robbie. I, I worry about Robbie in this fight, truthfully. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit of a quicker bounce back than I would have liked. I mean, I know he's getting older and everything, but I mean, he he didn't exactly that fight didn't exactly end with him in great health uh, in that Barbarina fight. He didn't look bad for the early on portion of the fight, but I think it's just gonna be nice. Someone's going down. Uh, I'm predicting it inside the distance here, so I I will have to closer to the fight decide who I'm gonna go with. Probably Ponzinibbio, but uh, Lawler throws nukes still, dude. He's still and he's. Got great body yep. work. It's it's a problem, but we'll say. Yeah, I'll definitely give you um give you at least a round of something. Yeah, he um, gave he gave Barbarina a fucking a round. The Barbarina's face was just able to eat the shots. We'll see if Ponzinibbio is going to be able to eat them. You know, Cannoneer Strickland, October fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, Hermanson and Brunson. I like that December third. I really wanted Hermanson uh, submission prop against Darren Till, but what are you going to do? Yeah, Hermanson just ran away from Chris Curtis pretty much the whole fight. So, yeah, uh, I mean it's win, win to win. You got to do what you got to do. But Dom Reyes coming back against Mr. Ryan Span at two eighty one. That's right. We um, did talk about him. We we're like, yeah, where is he? And I guess this is kind of a perfect sort of uh, work your way back into this uh, situation. Yeah, you got Dom Reyes in this, or yeah, I got Dom. I, he should Span doesn't like getting hit. Yeah, uh, I think Ryan Span has uh, similar to Charlie Ontiveros. He has some good things going for him in the offensive game, but defensively, man, he is. I mean, he's been knocked out multiple times when he's going for a takedown against the cage. Like that's a very specific spot, <laughs> and he's been knocked down, knocked out multiple times by elbows in that spot. So, like, I can't trust him at all. You know? No, he. I mean, about as least trustworthy as as you can be. Jordan uh, get- Wood, Paris. Who, who's he fighting? I'm sorry, Nathaniel Wood. Nathaniel Wood. Wow, I like that for Jordan a lot. Easily, that's soon, right? September third, baby. Two days after my B day. Let's go. Shout out to Ty. Happy birthday. Uh, Turn, my Matt Kempier, baby, turning twenty seven. Let's fucking go, dude. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think. Uh, I had. I saw one fight. Um, Ramona Pasquale and Tamiris. Oh, Vidal. that's the one. Yeah, that no. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who Tamiris Vidal is, but I'm definitely going to bet her against Ramona Pasquale. I can just promise you that. There you go. Uh, I, um, Hamdi's, oh, we didn't talk Hamdi's about got a fight. Blanchfield. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who, Blanchfield and Molly McCann. Blanchfield's going to smoke her. Smoke her. It's going to um, be a boring fight, man. Blanchfield's fine, just going to hold her ass down. Lena Landsberg's as as fighting. As long as she loses. Um I can't find this Hamdi fight, so I guess Eric Anders and Kyle Dawkins. I missed that. Um, who else? Who else? Tajir Ulmbekov, Nate Manis, pretty good fight. Ro- Roman Dolajai and Phil Halls. That's a really good fight. Trajan and- Gore's fighting. Uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, retirement. No. LFA, PFL. He's fighting. Yeah, the uh, the American government with uh, taxes. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. Can't think of this guy's name. Josh Friend. Yes, he just fought uh, somebody else recently. Who, um. Uh. He fought the fucking. He went the, the distance with. He fought the crackhead. How many? I mean, how um, many crackheads are there? No, he didn't. He fought Fluffy. He fought Fluffy. Right, right, right. He went the distance, and I was waiting for the. He just and, and he kept going for Darcy's and like Anaconda chokes the whole time. Uh, Fluffy did instead of just taking his back. I was I was at yeah. uh, Xfinity just freaking out. Like, come on, man, take his <laughs> fucking back. 
but what do I know? <laughs> you know he, he got the win. So, yeah. um, going back to Rio, end of January, two eighty three. I don't think anything's scheduled for there, but um, maybe Moreno Figueredo, maybe Amanda Nunes, um, maybe big maybe if Oliveira gets a quick win or can make a if he wins in general and gets a quick rebound, maybe he maybe he, you put him on this card. I don't know. They haven't been the they haven't been the Rio in a little bit, so that should be a big. Big event for them. I'm sure they have a lot planned. That there's, you know, millions of Brazilian fighters. Hopefully, Lucindo's on there. Oliveira so, McGregor in Brazil. Yeah, let's do it. I, I mean, listen, it's the time. You know. I mean, I I'm hoping we get. I I think Connor. If we had to guess, where do you think Connor's going to come back? I probably would imagine January or February, sometime early on next year. But yeah, I mean, Mickey I, Gall, I think, makes a lot of sense. God, Jesus, there's a lot of fights that they have to line up, though, right? I mean, that that that's. John Jones is just chilling there, and Steve, the Stipe thing is just like at, at, they're almost at the point where Ngannou is going to be back soon, and they can just run that as opposed to why wait around and wait for. I mean, I don't understand why the Stipe fight hasn't already been made for an interim title. I, I don't get that, but yeah, um, Bobby Green called out Patty Pimblett. <laughs> that would be nice. I mean, everyone's I calling out Patty Pimblett. He's weighs, weighs three hundred pounds now, so dude, I think he's. I, I don't know any. I don't know Dick about Dick, but I know that that's probably not healthy. That's what Dana was saying last night. Dana's just like that's just not. We all know like fluctuating in weight like that is not good at all. It's it's just not. It's it doesn't look young. healthy. It's good that he's young, but man, going up, go two hundred pounds, bro. Cutting forty five pounds, like I, I guess he doesn't cut forty five pounds per se, but like that's that's crazy. He needs to stop doing that seriously because that's gonna like that's gonna. It's fuck just him not up. good for you. It doesn't look good. It's just yeah. Like I, I don't. I get like like getting out of uh, camp and like wanting to eat a little bit. But he, it seems like he takes it fucking overboard, man. He's he turns into a fat boy the second the fight's over. Like it's, it's oh, wild, it's wild. Mister Luke Rockhold says he should get a title shot if he wins this weekend. What say you? No, <laughs> no. I mean, I think he would probably honestly. It's not like. He's not he that far off. Years. He's not that far off because he's won a title, no. so he they get right. those guys get preferential treatment. But I mean, if he sparks Costa, it's like whoa, like all right, like, yeah, I can see that. You know, but, but also he fought in three years. True. So it's like I would want to see one more. I don't know who he would fight after that, but he could pretty Alex much Pereira. Well, ah, oh, jeez, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see him in there against either one of those guys. But Fuck you, no. you see, Bo Nickel saying that he's uh, already better than Adesanya, or he likes the matchup against Adesanya. I mean, if he fights Adesanya, how does Adesanya win? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If he gets his hands on him, it's pretty much over, right? You would think? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, not not just, like, everything he has. He has, like, a killer mentality, I think, to him, Bo Nickel has, that that you need. And, uh, like, he goes out there and he, he, he tries he tries hurt you. And he tries just putting on you no matter what all the whole time. So, yeah, he beats Izzy tomorrow. I'm, I'm ready. But, um... Fabricio Verdum gets a G-Wagon gifted to him by Chechen dictator Ramzan Kadyrov. What do you think? Well, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> that I don't know why that's happening, but that, I mean... <laughs> how how but, did that come, up, come to? Yeah, I don't know why those guys are hanging out, but that, that's just, I mean, yeah, it's just not good. I mean, what's Verdum? I don't even know if he's still fighting. I guess he's, he was in PFL, but he had that no contest. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be fighting, uh, if we're being honest. He, that There's nothing. Fabricio's, we've seen it all, done it all. Uh, he He's on the retirement list on my mind. Even Some guys, I mean, 
Isn't isn't Lil Nog or Bigfoot Silver? What, 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 did you send me something where he's fighting? Bigfoot. Like a... Bigfoot has something going on. I hope it got canceled. Uh, Paige Van Zant had a bare knuckle boxing fight this week, and that got canceled. Thank God. Um, I hope Bigfoot's fight get canceled. He's literally fighting a kickboxer. He's like, uh, like a hundred and like yeah. five. <laughs> hundred five <laughs> like, and like six. You're like, all right, dude. Here we go. Um, I. I, I can't really find. Hopefully, it gets it gets canceled. But uh, last thing, I guess I'll say here: Shane Burgos. Oh, true. Contract, contract was up. He takes a deal with the PFL. They came at him in 2019. He said with a big offer, but this one apparently is huge. That's what he said. It's a really big offer. He couldn't turn it down. Dana White, admittedly, uh, to Yahoo Sports, said he fucked up. They fucked up not keeping him. And um, yeah, I mean, Shane Burgos. Listen, he wasn't going to win the title in the UFC. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Uh, he goes the he goes the PFL. Who's going to beat him? Chris Wade, Brendan Lochname? Like you know, I favor him against everybody in the PFL. He's going to get that million dollars, and as he should, man, he's taking he's taking a lot of damage, you know. And and now he should be at the part of his career where he he is a prize fighter. Honestly, when you take a lot of damage in any fight, I think no matter who you are, if you get the opportunity to be a prize fighter and kind of um, maybe take less damage, which is they don't go hand in hand all the time. Like you can take a big a big check from BKFC, but like you're going in there with bare knuckles. Like, but uh, I'm glad Burgos is chasing the bag as he should, and he'll probably be the best fighter on the roster. Yeah, I'm. I, like you said, he wasn't going to win the title. Uh, I think it'll be good for the PFL to get a guy from the UFC who's actually not completely washed. Yeah, and it'll probably look good for the UFC to have a guy go over there and probably do really well, maybe even dominate. Uh, the they're I don't know what is he, he going to fight at forty five. Yeah, well he's he's eyeing forty five and fifty five. Uh, he Damn. said he's going to fight once this year, just as like a you know just to get in there, and then he's going to take place. He's going to next year the the next season he's going to. I don't know. I don't know where I, I think one forty five would suit him better, but either way I, I don't. You know, Stevie Ray is Stevie Ray going to beat him at one fifty five? Yeah, that's the thing. Know. Like no one at fifty five is going to be able to fuck with him probably, and it'll probably yeah, be easier. Yeah, he's he's Anthony body, so he's getting older. You know. That's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anthony Pettis week one, and you're like, all right, let me hammer uh, my money line here. But Rory McDonald retired. Yeah, thank God. I mean, it's about um, time, but he got he got hit with a, a a a hammer on the side of his head. So yeah, we I guess I forgot that happened. Um, yeah, he fought Delano Taylor, who nobody really gave. Also, can we talk about how PFL completely? I mean, all year they're in the same. Hold on, let's see. So the first. Let's see, let's see, let's see, before I fuck this up. They go to Texas for the first three weeks of the regular season. Then they go to Georgia for the next three weeks. Then they go to MSG for the playoffs, the first week of the playoffs. Then they go to Cardiff, Wales. Why? Literally, why? They had to replace Bruno Capolo, uh, Dennis Goldsoff, and they had to replace Magomed Umalatov, who's like one of their best fighters. And because of visa issues, because randomly we're like, hey, let's go to another country. They couldn't fight, and so Delano Taylor had to step in, and Juan Adams got had to step in. Juan Adams got fucking smoked. Yeah, I mean, that dude. You know, if you're he known for awful losing in the beginning, like hey, to hey, Greg hey. Hardy, you know, um, just just terrible. But yeah, Rory got smoked by Delano Taylor, who I didn't really know much about. That was pretty. That was really sad to see, honestly. Yeah, the PFL is one on my list of shit that I just don't really watch. Garbage. Yeah, like it's. Garbage. I watch Bell. I have respect for Bellator, even though I mean, Mr. Van Zant got put to sleep this past weekend <laughs> too, which we didn't really that talk was, about. Uh, that was another was, one. 
where he just got hit on the side of his head and just dropped. Yeah, uh, he's he, probably done. His hands are horrific. I mean, they, they should just start good. shooting porn. I'm not even saying that as a joke. Like, uh, just I'm sure they're making a, a, a crazy amount of money doing that shit. Like, just have the yeah. weirdos with the Twitter accounts that have like UFC fighter uh, AVIs and just do your thing, brother. Yeah, please. do your thing. Um, Neiman Gracie gets smoked. Another Gracie hits the uh, hits the dust. So we got that. The co-main uh, for Bellator ended in an accidental eye poke. So you know, every, everybody's doing good. Everyone's doing great. It's a great it's a great time in PFL. One championship that I don't talk about, uh, KSW or whatever the fuck it's called. Hell yeah, brother. So, uh, yeah, the Poods. We're hoping that the Poods gets back in there soon. Uh, other than that, I don't have much. We will be back on Friday, though, to discuss in at length bets and everything involving the UFC 278. We got some stuff this weekend, so tune in Friday. We'll have We'll have a nice little episode. There you go. So thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Go Birds.